swing, swing, swing here. Oh, hammer that. Give me some of this over the triple block. <laughs> yes. That guy's going to swing no matter where he is. Ace, it's over. Oh, welcome to Over the Top, your all-access view inside BYU Men's Volleyball. I am Jerem Jordan alongside Steve Vale. To the NCAA tournament we go, Steve. This is an absolute exciting time of the year for me. I love the NCAA tournament. There's a lot going on in this show today. Stay with us. BYU is in the NCAA tournament. Only seven teams. The two seed will discuss who else made it, what potential matchups the Cougars have in the semifinal. We'll talk to the National Player of the Year in 2020 and back-to-back MPSF Player of the Year, Gabi Garcia-Fernandez. How fast can he serve the ball? I asked him. Steve's Wild Moments of the Week, 80s or 90s Movie or TV Show of the Week, and Coach Sean Olmstead will join the program. Since we last chatted, BYU went on to win the MPSF Tournament Championship, sweeping Pepperdine, 5-0 versus the Waves this year, gets the auto bid to the NCAA Tournament. It was a tremendous final chapter in the Smithfield House for seven seniors. Yeah, it was absolutely amazing volleyball. So fun to be there with such amazing seats that you and I had. And to watch BYU play at such a high level, it was a fun weekend. So MPSF champs into the tourney. The seeding and bracket revealed on Sunday. The top seed is Hawaii. Uh, That was expected. The two seed is BYU, which I thought BYU would get. Vinny Lopes of off the block had Lewis at three. I got you, Vinny. Uh, Lewis was the three. UC Santa Barbara wins the Big West since Hawaii lost the semifinal. UC San Diego was up a set and up in the second set late, but didn't win that one. Lewis, the Miva champs, gets the three, as mentioned. Uh, five seed. Pepperdine gets the at-large over UCLA. How about that? Penn State out of the EIVA wins that, and Belmont Abbey wins Conference Carolina. So there you go. So BYU enters the fray, semifinals, May 6th in Columbus in the Cavelli Center at Ohio State against the winner of Lewis and then Penn State or Belmont Abbey. Probably Lewis. We'll see. Penn State's 21-3, and has had a tremendous season. And maybe Belmont Abbey makes a run. Who knows? But it's probably BYU versus Lewis in the semifinals, Steve. Yeah, that'll be an interesting one because I don't know a whole lot about Lewis. I haven't watched uh, them a ton this year, and so I'm, I'm kind of excited to see how BYU does against whoever they play. But obviously, Lewis being that they're so highly ranked uh, for, the, for this year, so it'll be a fun one. It's the NCAA tournament. It's BYU back in it, 13, 16, 17, 18. I mean, BYU has been in this a lot. Hasn't won the national championship, losing you know, three national title games in 13, 16, 17. At Ohio State in 2017, BYU lost to the Buckeyes on their home court in three, got served off the court. So there are some demons to exercise at this venue. It's a different location since 2017. Ohio State built this new facility. So I'm interested to see how BYU performs. I'm waiting for a BYU-Hawaii epic matchup in the national championship. That's what we all want. Yeah, that's the thing. Is, and, and I know BYU is being very careful not to overlook whoever they play in the, in the semis. But the reality is th- weird things can happen. People can, or, and teams can career at certain amounts of time or, or a certain time. And, and some people just lay an egg. Uh, and so it's, it's interesting where we're at. And I really, really hope that BYU destroys whoever they play in the semis so that we can have that matchup with Hawaii because, man, that last year their their matchup between the two was amazing. So hopefully that'll be the case here. There's a lot of legacy on the line. This group needs a national championship, Steve, to really cement their place. 
If they don't, they're still an all-time group. But if BYU can finally win the Natty, BYU's not Gonzaga men's basketball where it's like, oh, they're really good to great every year, but they actually haven't won it yet. It's been 17 years since BYU won it. I'm really hoping BYU comes away with the national championship. Of course, we work for BYU right now. But (laughs) this group is so special, I really want them to go out on top like this. So we'll see what happens in Columbus next week, but it should be an exciting tournament. And how about the semifinal between Hawaii and the winner of UC Santa Barbara and Pepperdine? That'll be a good one. Yeah, that will be as well. And I I totally agree with you. BYU has had amazing athletes come through in the last 17 years, and nobody has really been able to step up and and carry that trophy away and i'll tell you this team they have so much poise and and we're going to hear uh in the interview with gabby here in a second that guy has incredible maturity for his age and i i I feel like byu is really in a good spot this year yeah let's go okay uh mpsf coach of the year came out earlier this week steve sean olmstead's the winner fourth time in six years three mpsf titles in five years he deserves it man he absolutely deserves it yeah, he totally does. This guy, and he's been, like you said, he's been there at the top every year that he's been within the program. And I'll tell you, he's got an amazing group of kids right now. It's it's really, as it always is when, when something like this, you know, they, they play their four years and off they go. It's always kind of a sad uh, time of the year. Hopefully, BYU can end on a really high note here uh, coming Saturday. That would be awesome. And the uh, ace record update, Gabby Garcia-Fernandez, four aces away because he had seven and two matches last week. Four aces away from the BYU record. So we'll see if he does it in the NCAA tournament. Okay, Steve says, wow a lot during matches, so naturally it's time for... This is Steve's Moments of the Week. What's up, Steve? So there's a couple. Uh, One, you know, we talked about uh, Hawaii losing in the semis. Uh, and that being the case, my one of my wow moments is the fact that UCLA kind of got host. They were the number two seed uh, in the MPSF, but with that loss, they don't get the bid, uh, the at-large, and it goes to Pepperdine. So that was a pretty big wow moment. Somewhere Carl McGowan is smiling, by the way. <laughs> right, because it's always okay <laughs> to hate UCLA. Yeah, that and then also the fact that uh, BYU ended up beating Pepperdine five times this year, which is really, really hard to do. Um, and then uh, Gabby pulling off those three aces to get within four so close. And I think if they can get through the semis and into the finals, that's two more matches, I really do think. And I don't, I've never seen how good Lewis passes, if that is who they end up playing. I, I think he might even be able to get it in the semis. It'll be cool. That was Steve's <laughs> Moments of the Week. Okay, coming up, the amazing Gabby Garcia-Fernandez plus Sean Olmstead in studio as Over the Top continues on BYU Radio. Welcome back to Over the Top. I'm Jerem Jordan with Steve Vale. We've saved the best for last in Cougar conversations featuring players this season. Gabby Garcia-Fernandez has been a gift to BYU the past four years. He's one of the best players in program history and is pacing to set the ace record and perhaps lead the Cougars to a national title. He was set to go elsewhere. In fact, it took Cal Baptist cutting the program for the Cougars to get him. Here's my conversation with the 2020 National Player of the Year. All right, Gabby, I waited until the very end of the season to talk to you. I figured once we got to tourney time, now we should talk to Gabby. So first off, congratulations on MPSF Player of the Year, back-to-back years with that. You're just the second BYU player ever to do that. What did that mean to you? Uh, it's for sure an honor. You know, um, 
everybody in my team knows uh, yesterday we, they started like we started talking about like who should be what and like who's all like all americans and whatever and then like they see no reaction from me because that's you know that's the type of person i am i don't i don't do it for the reward i do it for the process type of thing uh i i really enjoy uh playing the game i really enjoy uh you know being the best that i can be if i'm if i'm one of the best great you know if i'm not i'll work to be one of them so uh it's for sure an honor and you know a, a lot of people say, say that i'm going down as a legend here at byu and you know that sounds you know amazing you know that's what we that's what we're here for so for sure an honor and uh, working towards more you know it doesn't stop here at byu since 2004 there have been, uh, you know, teams that have gotten the, to the title game several times in 13, 16, 17, and, and not quite gotten over the top. So here we are, and you guys have an opportunity to do that. Uh, what, what's what's last season and this season and the buildup been like to get to this point? Because it feels like we're playing for two seasons and the stakes are high, yet you guys seem pretty level-headed about it. I, I have that pain of not, you know, winning uh, the national championships. So I want it really, really bad as as much as my teammates really want it really bad. So, uh, it's, oh, it's exciting. You know, we, I cannot wait to, like, you know, put on a jersey and be in the big stage, you know, and give my all. And I know my team is going to give their all. And at the end of the day, like, you know, only God decides who gets to walk out with the championship. So uh, as long as we get, give our best, there's nothing to worry about. Let's talk about the aces. So... You're four away from passing Taylor Sander, which would just be an incredible mark. Um, in theory, you could have up to two games, right? So that certainly feels like it could happen. If it happened in the national championship match, uh, you know, that could be pretty special too, should you advance past the semi. So what what does that mean to you to be so high on that list and be in the company of, uh, I guess, the brothers Sander, right? Yeah, I mean, as a kid, I, I watched Taylor all the time. You know, um, whoever wh- whoever knows volleyball knows Taylor Sanders. So it, it's not just the name that it's like, oh, it's just Taylor. No, no, no. It's the Taylor Sanders, like the America's volleyball player. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I mean, I I talked I talked to Taylor uh, like last year and everything, and you know, he said to me, hey, I hope you get it. You know, so like super cool guy. I mean, it's just an honor. You know, like uh, you go in not expecting this much. Uh, I came into school not expecting that I was going to, you know, perform this well. I really hoped that I was going to perform this well for sure. And I worked hard enough to perform this well. So it just shows that, like, you know, if, if you go in and you give your best and, you know, you play for your teammates and now yourself, at the end of the day, personally, you're going to get rewarded for that. Uh, and that's what this is, you know, um, I, I go in every day, practice, you know, trying to get better at my surf. And then I go in court and then just bumps away. You know, if you're there, you're screwed. If you're not good for you, but yeah, you know, it's, um, it's, it's great. You know, it's a, it's, it's a feeling that it's, it cannot be explained, you know, because it's still rubbing in, you know, it's still fresh. Um, Sean asked me the other day, Hey, how many are you are away? And then I I stopped for a little second. I was like, uh, what the heck are you talking about, number one? And he goes, the Aces record. Oh, I don't know. I think Jared said like four or five. I have no idea. So, like, I, at the same time, I'm not, like, you know, worried about that. Because if I do my best, it will come itself. Like, I don't have to worry about, like, okay, four now. Again, in the semifinal, I have to do at least two. In the final, I have to do at least two. No, I, like, just go ahead. If I get it, I got it. If I don't. 
I mean, I, I'll be honored to be under Taylor Sander, to be honest. It's not a bad spot to be. Okay, let's tell people the story of how you got to BYU because it actually required Cal Baptist cutting the program to have an opportunity and Ben Patch and Tim Dobbert leaving it opposite. It was perfect timing and a perfect storm for you to be here. It was around 2017. Uh, it was the, almost the end of my, like... Uh, last senior year at high school. And then I was already committed and signed to Cal Baptist. I already did the signing and everything. And then around May, uh, I received a call from the head coach. It's like, you know, unfortunately, the committee uh, had to like make some cuts and men's volleyball was in there. So we won't have a program. Uh, and at the time, I was like, I, I didn't even know what to do. I just went into my room uh, and like, I didn't cry, obviously. Like, I didn't start crying and everything, but I was like very devastated. Okay okay, what now? Because college is starting in a couple months and I have nowhere to go. And I don't want to, I didn't want to stay in Puerto Rico at that point. I wanted to like experience more of the like American system and discipline uh, when it came to volleyball, because, you know, as, as, as like Puerto Rico, like we look more into like America than other places in the world uh, because it's the closest one. And, you know, the more uh, reliable one. And then, yeah, like I, my mother went to work, uh, props, Props to Rebecca. Uh, she picked up the phone and, you know, started calling. And we got a call from Jalen Reyes at that point and saying, like, hey, a couple of guys left the team and we got money now for you. Do you want it? And then I was like, sign right now. And then from there on, that I hopped in the BYU train and it hasn't stopped. At Ohio State, there's certainly some demons to be exercised there from 2017. Um, are you excited that it's? In Columbus, it's not the same gym. They've created a new facility, but does that play into anything for you? Where it's like, hey, we need to, we need to correct what happened in 2017. Yeah, no, for sure, we're for sure excited that it's in Columbus. Uh, but at the same time, it does not matter where it is. You know, like you can you can put us in the hottest place without a roof, and then we'll play the same exact game. So we're excited for sure, and then we're excited to see who who we're facing too. You know, every team in there is is well respected, and it, it should it should have the respect that they deserve. So, you know, we're just gonna go there and take care of business. Uh, last, as our coach said, it's a business trip. At the end of the day, we're gonna enjoy that it's a NCAA tournament. We're gonna enjoy the the gear and the swag and the media and all that. But at the end of the day, it's another business trip. I have to take care of business there. Well, let me preemptively congratulate you on what will happen next week, which is be a first team All American, and uh, perhaps you'll be the National Player of the Year again. We'll see. I think it's you and Rado uh, Parapunov of Hawaii again, kind of battling for that, which will be fun. But uh, in the end, hopefully May 8th is uh, what matters, right? Uh, bringing home a national championship. Gabi, to, to say it was fun to watch you would be an understatement. It's been a really fun ride the last four years. Congratulations on all the success and good luck in Columbus. Thank you. Thank you. It was an honor. Steve, obviously it's been an amazing opportunity to watch Gabi play, and he's all-time. like He's probably the best ops in BYU history. Which is really crazy, uh, the fact that uh... – he was going to Cal Baptist. I mean, they've never been, they never really were um, a, a big-time program. They could give with, him more of a scholarship, that's why. Maybe that's it, but it's like Cal Baptist or, or Pacific or something. Like, what? Like, it's crazy. As, as much as he's accomplished in the past couple of years, being one of the best, if not the best opposite, BYU is known for having amazing opposites. And the fact that he is 
uh, etched himself into the record books. He's four aces away from being the all-time leader in BYU history. Like, what? Cal Baptist? That's crazy that we were able to score that guy because he's amazing. And the influence of Taylor Sander on him was notable. In fact, I saw, and you heard, I saw those two meet for the first time, and Gabby was starstruck a little bit. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that is so cool. I love what he said. He's like, yeah, Taylor's like, man, I hope you get it. You know, that, yeah. and, and then I love the comment that, that uh, Gabby made where he's like, look, I'm all about the process, not the result. And I, that's so important because when you play for your team, as opposed to just wanting to be the star and everybody should just rally around me, that that leads to problems. When you play for the team and you're just all about the process, the results are going to come. And it's so cool that he has that perspective at such a young age. I mean, he... That guy's way more mature than I am, and he's like way less than half my age. It's crazy. There's a lot of math there. I don't really feel like doing that at this point on a Saturday. Yeah, it's not in my contract. As we go to break, here's today's trivia question. Where does BYU's three national championships put the Cougars in NCAA history? We'll tell you after the break. Where does BYU's three national titles put the Cougars in NCAA history? The answer, tied for fifth with Ohio State and Long Beach State. UCLA has the most with 19. I don't think that's going to be surpassed anytime soon. Then Pepperdine with five, USC and UC Irvine have four. Sean Olmstead now joins us. And for the first time in studio, we waited until the end of the season to bring you in, but here we are, Sean. Great to have you, man. Yeah, I'm. Uh, this is this is a, a lot better than the phone calls. I like it. I love the <laughs> setup, and I get to look at you. So uh, there we go. What, what a privilege uh, for no one. Uh, <laughs> let's <laughs> let's talk about uh, first winning the MPSF tournament title. That was emotional. There was a uh, you know w- water spraying all over you with Davide and Felipe and Gabby, and that was awesome. Those seniors go out on a high note, and into the NCAA tournament you go and. Uh, two seed, which we'll get into in a moment, but you guys carry some nice momentum into the tournament. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I I think it's important that I, I credit BYU for pulling off a great tournament. We had fans there, you know, uh, the other teams were excited because they got to bring their fans and their guests, and so props to BYU for making that happen, uh, really, especially considering this year, but um, you, you know, the, the year in general for us to be in that spot and have the MPSF tournament back here in Provo, yes, it was predetermined, but then, you know, come to find out we, we would have hosted the tournament, you know, the body of work that the guys put together. And so I, uh, looking at it, I was like, man, this is a darn good tournament. And it was, you guys were there through it all. And thank you guys. Like, honestly, you and Steve. Fun. But it was good volleyball, like every one of those matches. And I told you guys that, you know, we'd all played each other so many times. Hey, these are going to be close. There's really not going to be any blowouts. And um, we we did play well. And so I I think we were were fortunate to have some of the quote-unquote shorter matches. But it's a credit to our guys. You know, our guys were ecstatic and, and, and really, really looking forward to that opportunity. So to, you know, just kind of piggyback or rebound from last year, the, losing everything to being able to then, you know, almost a year and a half in, in working towards this moment to be able to win the MPSF. It was emotional. I mean, I saw tears in the guy's eyes and my assistant coaches. I held them back, but I also told the guys like, hey, pandemic or not, you, we're celebrating. If we want to stay on this floor all night long and take pictures and we're going to do it. We'll do it appropriately, you know, but um, but we're going to do it. The guys deserved it, and and here we are now uh, and now with more work to do, and, and the guys have been focused on that for sure. 
So that was a week ago, and then uh, on Sunday, the next day, Hawaii's the one seed. You're the two seed. Lewis is the three. Uh, UC Santa Barbara, the four. Pepperdine, the five. Penn State, the six. Belmont Abbey, the seven. So BYU comes into the semifinals, 19-3, and three, two seed against the winner of Lewis, Penn State, Belmont Abbey. Mm-hmm. So what, what's that like as you guys get there? You'll watch Penn State, Belmont Abbey. You'll watch... Lewis against Penn State or Belmont Abbey, uh-huh. and then now you know the opponent on yeah. Thursday, May sixth. Yeah, and so uh, I thought, you know, credit to my assistant coach Devin, he had a great idea, you know, because we really can't specifically plan, and and as coaches, I'll tell you a little, uh, you really don't want to say, okay, guys, we're specifically planning for this team that team right there. We're putting all our energy into that. So we've been working, Giuseppe's helping, Micah and Devin, we've been compiling all, all of the teams that we could possibly face. But what we've done, we've done uh, video sessions throughout this week with our guys where we've taken each of the teams that are in kind of right now our side of the bracket, and we've just put on volumetrics, just start to finish rallies, you know, so it's a pretty quick match. But just so that they can see volleyball from these other teams that because of this non-conference stuff this year, we didn't see any of these teams play. You know, really, the guys didn't. Us coaches, we, we have the opportunity to go and look at those teams, and we have, but definitely not. Whereas in last year, you'd see them playing against one of our other conference opponents when we're scouting Pep. They're play, maybe playing Lewis or maybe UCLA's playing Penn State, so we see both teams. So we've been doing that, and uh, the guys are in there right now actually watching another match. Uh, they've got lunch delivered, and then they're watching another match to just get us up to speed. And uh, we're excited to play whoever. So we'll get in town and, and get some practice time and scouting time. So it'll be good. At Ohio State, uh, 2017, mm-hmm. y- you uh, beat Barton. You take down number one Long Beach State, big upset in the semifinals, yeah. which was awesome. Uh, and then uh, you know the national championship is Ohio State, and they were just – 5,000 yeah. fans, it was overwhelming in St. John Arena. Different venue, Cavelli yeah. Center, which they constructed since then, but are there are there uh, demons to exercise at Ohio <laughs> State and trying to win a natty? I wish uh, it was no. in the same venue because then it's like, all right, here we are, we're back, we're going to do something different. Uh, you know, funny, uh, uh, you probably recall, maybe you don't, but uh, I was doing an interview be- going leading up to that national championship. It was probably like the last media before the national championship, and they, they threw a, a question out of left field. They're like, hey, the football team just had Urban, or the volleyball team just had Urban Meyer come speak to him today. Uh, what do you guys got? And like, <laughs> I, I, I didn't like, I, I didn't know that question was coming. You know, I know who Urban Meyer is, of course, and yeah. I, I think I was like, I, I don't know. I think we got Cosmo. You know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe people took that the wrong way. Maybe that fired Ohio State up. I don't know, but oh, no. Funny. I mean. That, that, to be there that weekend, Barton taking down Long Beach State, you know, the final was unfortunate, but they were a better team. They got after us. They put it on us from start to finish. And I remember landing back into Provo, getting home at like 5 a.m. Sunday morning. I couldn't sleep, of course. The sun's coming up. But your brain's like, what the heck just happened? Because we got right on a plane and flew home. Oh, and I remember writing Pete Hansen an, an email. And I just said, coach, I, I didn't get to see you after. I just want to tell you what a fantastic team. And he was so so grateful that I wrote. I mean, he was shocked. Like, wow, Sean, this email's out of left field at this hour. Thanks so much. I can't thank you enough. But um, demons to exercise, I don't know. I mean, it's, it, it's a new new gym, new venue. It's going to be a lot of familiar things to some of the guys because there was guys on that team. Yep. And so it's it's actually exciting to go back to that place. It's a beautiful campus. They do, they're do going to run a phenomenal championship. I'm certain of that. So it's going to be exciting. We're looking forward to it. 
Okay, two seed as well. I thought that's where you guys fit. I thought Hawaii mm-hmm. deserved the mm-hmm. one, you the two. Mm-hmm. I know Vinny Lopes of Off the Block said, hey, Lewis is the projected two. And I was like, yep. ah, no, I, MPSF bias perhaps. Yep. But uh, do you feel good about the two seed? Yeah, I feel great. I, I mean, I feel great about the two seed, you know. And, and we, again, coaches don't look too much into that. But I remember I was on a, I was on a nice run uh, Sunday morning just to clear my head. And I was up in the mountains with my dog. And I got a text from somebody that said, Hey, Vinny Lopes still has you at three. And I mean, you know, okay. I, I, <laughs> we just want to play. We're, we're, we're just ecstatic yeah. that we got to play. And so uh, that's how I still feel. You know, one or two or three seed, uh, we're ecstatic that we get to play. We're, we're ready to go and, and happy for that. Okay, just a couple minutes left here. Um, what would winning a national title mean, Sean? Um, you know, it's uh, in the end, when you, the more you coach – you just look at your boys, you know, and I'll, I'll cut, try to keep my emotions together. My guys know I, I cry, I show emotion. That's what happens when you're a father of five kids, you know. <laughs> but uh, when you're a young coach, I think you think a lot of things are about you. You do, you know. I, I can do this or I can take on the world or me, me, me. And you also take losses pretty me, 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 me you know, and you get the fan mail that you're, you, you suck and you're no good <laughs> at this and you want me to come teach your players how to do this or that and – so a lot of that becomes me, me, me. And then as I get older, and I'm still not an old dog in this game, I'm, but I'm getting older, you know, and years of experience under my belt. It's about the guys, like what it would mean to those guys. So I'll be emotional about that because I'll just be so happy for the boys that they get to experience that and be a part of that. And I tell them always, this is your story. This is your book. And you're writing the final chapters, gentlemen. And they're going to be written according to you guys. And so... Uh, it's all about these guys. It always is, you know, but again, you go through a progression as a coach where you do believe a lot of things are about you and that can get to some of the coaches' heads. And maybe some people never get out of that. But man, I've been in this game long enough for me to know that it's not about me at all. You know, I can help these guys as best I can and I'll definitely do that. Well, we're looking forward to the tournament uh, next week. Okay, it's time for Steve's 80s or 90s TV show or movie of the week. What do you have, Steve? So I remember being uh, 12 years old and this movie came out and the the title of it was weird. And I remember thinking, I'm going to go watch a movie about like Noah's Ark or something. And I don't really understand like Raiders. And I don't, what? And so I went to this movie and was blown away. Literally still my all-time favorite movie is Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark. I had so nothing, good. I had, I had no idea what that movie was about when I went into it. And I'm like, isn't that Han Solo? I'm pretty sure that's Han Solo. <laughs> and, uh, and it was amazing. Like, everything about that movie, super quotable. And, yeah, just at 12 years old, like, is there could there be a better movie? No, there cannot. Uh, unbelievable. And the, I remember being a little rattled at the uh, fight scene in front of the airplane right there oh, at the man. end. And anyways. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> a little gory, little gory, but or what the a good movie. head that blew up, you know, in the <laughs> hey, fire. I wasn't going to say anything. I hey. wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. Sorry. Yeah. Well, you know what you're getting into with that movie now, I guess. Okay, <laughs> Sean, thanks for coming in studio. This was fun, man. Yeah, thank you guys always all, all year. Thanks for the support. Okay, good luck uh, in Columbus. Okay, that'll do it for us. We'll be back every Saturday through May 15th. Just a couple more shows, 2.30 Eastern here on BYU Radio, on demand on the BYU Radio app. For Gabby Garcia-Fernandez, Sean Olmstead, producer Trent Reimschusel, and Steve Ale, I'm Jerem Jordan. You've just gone over the top. <laughs>